Now this I know very well, that those that are walking about in this busy maze take not their business for any tribulation. And yet are there many of them wearied as sore, and as sore hurt and pained therein, their pleasures being so short, so little, and so few, and their displeasures and their griefs so great, so continual, and so many, that it maketh me think upon a good worshipful man, which, when he diverse times beheld his wife, what pain she took in straight binding up her hair, to make her a fair large forehead, and with straight bracing in her body, to make her middle small, both twain to her great pain, for the pride of a little foolish praise. He said unto her, Forsooth, madame, if God give you not hell, he shall do you a great wrong. For it must needs be your own of very right. For you buy it very dear, and take very great pain, therefore. St. Thomas More, in this reading, wonders why people don't take their daily trials and hurt as tribulations. In our business lives and our personal lives, we experience tribulations that open up the grace of imitating Christ. It reminds him of a special person he met that viewed as a mirage of hell itself, his wife's fashion routine. When his wife would get ready for the day, he would see her doing painful things, putting on a corset or doing her hair. They presumed it couldn't have been worth it. And he thought he should teach her a lesson. We Christians belong to Jesus. Body and soul, we belong to him. In light of this, the suggestion is that the busy work of the townsfolk in this text, or the scrutinizing of the narr narrator in this text, beg adjunction with works of mercy. That is, either mix in a graceful attitude to these things, or set time aside for prayer. In the Catechism, we read, The teachings of the Church on the subject of hell are a call to the responsibility incumbent upon man to make use of his freedom in view of his eternal destiny. There are those we meet in this life that we ought to imitate, and sometimes others whose behavior we will not be imitating. Will we act like the husband we read about, or will we label him harsh, or even a gossiper? Will we work and study with a rigor that can be called ascetic? Certainly not, at least only in work and studies of faith, if it's what the church asks. The words of this reading are saturated with the theme of proper use of freedom. And we thank St. Thomas More and St. John Fisher for our own religious freedom. I think there's a reading from the Bible that's really relevant to the reading selection for today. So I think it'd be nice to prayerfully examine it. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. A reading from the first book of Samuel. Year after year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, 
Peninnah would provoke her, and Hannah would weep and refuse to eat. Elkanah, her husband, would say to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why are you not eating? Why are you so miserable? Am I not better for you than ten sons? Hannah rose after one such meal at Silo and presented herself before the Lord. At the time, Eli the priest was sitting on a chair near the doorpost of the Lord's temple. In her bitterness, she prayed to the Lord, weeping freely. As she continued praying before the Lord, Eli watched her mouth, for Hannah was praying silently. Though her lips were moving, her voice could not be heard. Eli, thinking she was drunk, said to her, How long will you make a drunken spectacle of yourself? Sober up from your wine. No, my Lord, Hannah answered. I am an unhappy woman. I have had neither wine nor liquor. I was only pouring out my heart to the Lord. We'll conclude with a prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen.